0: Welcome to RR, Relationships in Real Estate. I'm your host, Chris Silva, and with me is the star of the show, Corey Silva.
1: <sighs> you are way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on R. Chris and I are the owners of Silver Realty, Silva Lending, and Silva Property Management. We've been in the real estate and mortgage industry since the early 2000s. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us and showing up and showing your support. We really appreciate you. Well, welcome to the fourth week of January. And this month ain't going down without a fight. We still have one more week to go. We are in gear for this year. Has January gone your way so far?
0: It, we're getting there. We're getting there. I started off a little slow.
1: You're still working on getting there?
0: I'm still working on, yes. I'm what? still working on getting there. I'm wow. ready. But like, is everybody else ready? So everything's catching up. I think, oh. I think we're, we're getting into like, you know, you get the car started. Let's say the train, right? You can't get a locomotive just started like zero to 60. It's got to get going. But once it gets going, ooh, you better get off the tracks or get on the train. <laughs> Okay. We're going.
1: I see you. Choo choo. Well, Lulu is here <laughs> with us. She said, Hi. Hey, Lulu. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Well, if you're here with us on our live show, we started a little late today. Uh, reason why is we had an event we attended at our kids' school at Pico Canyon, and it was a huge fundraiser event, which was awesome like a big obstacle course for the kids to run around and a bunch of the kids um, raised money, right? from friends and family. And then we were a big donor for the event as well. And so we had to go there and show our support, which we love doing. And it was such a good time because Nola was begging us, like, are you sure you have to do the podcast? Can you please just come and cheer us on? And Santino said, you know, Nola, They have to work. The podcast isn't just fun. It's work. They have to go to work. They can't miss that. And so we figured, (laughs) you know what? We can move things around a little bit. Last minute, we're able to attend. And they are just so cute, these kids, running around an obstacle course, super excited when they come around where we were. We're definitely trying our best to cheer them on super loud. Some kids were probably a little embarrassed by it, but that's okay. Our kids were loving it.
0: So we were there at uh, two separate times, first for Santino and then for Nola. They had pom-poms. Mm-hmm. I think I had the most active hands out of all the parents because I was shaking those pom-poms.
1: Yes, me, tell you. me too. And Chris <laughs> was giving out high fives to all the kids when they were coming by. It was great. Got to cheer them on. These kids were out there running this course for a good 20 minutes.
0: So they some kids, when I say they were drenched in sweat, I am not exaggerating.
1: They were dripping sweat. And it's pretty cold out today they were drenched, below 60.
0: drenched in sweat yes uh i i was wondering i was like i wonder if they run like this every day definitely not there's no, no way no cuz that much sweat that fast wow <laughs> and it was it was fun every time santino came by i would scream at the top of my lungs woo yeah go santino and i thought he would be embarrassed by it and i think he was a little embarrassed cuz he wasn't making direct eye contact But you could see a smile on his face every time he ran by, which I loved.
1: Yes, we had a whole little cheering (coughs) section, which was a lot of fun. And we got some video on it. So we'll definitely share it on our social media later. Um, And then Nola, when she came out, she was super shy. Every time she would go by, she would just try to avoid all eye contact and just keep moving with her best friend. And I was like, man, I'm going to stick my hand out. Maybe she'll give me a high five. Do you know this girl left me hanging three times? <laughs> she
0: acted like she didn't know She went around the track.
1: She acted like she didn't know who I was. And finally, I <laughs> caught her eye. And she's just like, ha, <laughs> It kept going. What is going on? She didn't want
0: to take a picture afterwards either.
1: Oh, my goodness. She, g- she finally gave me a high finger instead of a high five. And then the second to last time around, she gave me a high five, which... Finally, she didn't leave her mom hanging.
0: So funny. She's she's the one that's that's a little embarrassed.
1: Yes, but it was a good time. The school had a goal of raising $50,000 for that particular booster event, and they exceeded their goal. They're at 59000 as of today, and the, the booster fundraising program goes until next week. So I'm curious to see how much they raise.
0: Now, I'm all for helping out the school. I think one thing that makes Pico Elementary such a great school is the PTA
1: yes, and the
0: involvement that us parents have mm-hmm. in the school, right? We're vested mm-hmm. with our children, right? And I think that's what makes it so great. But these, this booster thing, uh, the old, my only gripe about it is I know that these companies, they keep like 30, 35% off the top, right? They
1: come in and they help boost the fundraising. But yeah, it's, it's at a steep cost. I didn't realize how much of a cut they take off the top
0: I'm wondering if you just had you buy all the stuff one time, mm-hmm. you store it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you hire somebody that does that stuff all year long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's probably more affordable that way.
1: I don't know. It'd be curious. I'd be curious to find out you should definitely get more involved with PTA if this is a passion of yours, and I think you should run with it. See how we could keep more money for the school instead of giving it away to a booster program.
0: How did this come about? What are you talking about now? <laughs> I'm just. Do you talking. like
1: that? Do you like <sighs> how I turned it on you?
0: Yes, I do what I can. Let's I say, understand. Let's say but yeah, maybe I will get a little bit more involved. I am involved with All Pro Dads. Yes, which is happening this Friday, mm-hmm. and we are having a committee meeting tomorrow
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the local during happy hour. Just want to throw that out there.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> Just make sure you guys get a lot accomplished because Friday morning before school starts is your meeting. So make sure you guys stay the course and come up with some good game plans for the kids.
0: Yeah, we're just trying to figure out who's bringing coffee, who's bringing donuts, who's bringing prizes, right? So it'll be a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Well, how is everyone handling winter twenty twenty four? This past weekend, we had a three day storm. How are you handling the rain, everyone? Did you guys uh, stay dry? Because it was a little crazy, right? The rain was coming down hard.
0: It was coming down hard. I love the the sound of the rain on my window pane. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Out of the roof late at night. It's such a. It's it's so soothing.
1: For those of you who are listening, my eyes got so big when Chris just quoted that song. Mary J. He was slowly driving me insane.
0: So I don't know how many other couples do this, but Corey and I, we speak like in pop culture, right? We're talking like in lyrics to songs, quotes from movies, this is how we speak every day. It's it's a little bit of our language.
1: Yes, it's our love language. But yes, I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm glad he didn't break out into song. Well, Tanya is here with us. She said, hi, guys. Hey, Tanya. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, well, in San Diego, a community experienced four feet of flood water causing damage to homes, vehicles, and sadly, one woman passed Um, Insurance companies are already saying they're not going to cover the damage.
0: Are they doing one of these?
1: Oh my gosh! And with the homeowners insurance crisis here in California, is the worst yet to come. It's going to get
0: so much worse. So much worse. So we've been touching on this for six months now, Mm -hmm. talking about this insurance crisis that's that's brewing here in California, right? And and things like this. See, insurance companies. This is my gripe with insurance companies: medical, car, house, and ins- right. They want you to pay the premium, but when it's time to, to cover, out. you know they find every reason not to. Right. I
1: just feel like there needs to be some type of government regulation on these companies. How is this okay? It's like the biggest scam ever. But so
0: now we're gonna go down this conspiracy theory road, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I believe is these insurance companies are supporting everybody's campaign, right? Mm. They're putting these senators, these lawmakers into office.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And do you bite the hand that feeds you? I don't I don't know that you can. Who knows what favors they owe? But yes, it definitely Not needs only that, to be regulated. but I'm sure
1: plenty of these politicians are highly vested in these insurance companies.
0: Stockwise, I'm sure. You know? I'm sure. Yeah. So so what Corey's talking about is the flood that we had in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And somebody passed away Mm -hmm. in that flood. And the insurance companies are already saying that they're not going to cover the damage that's been done. Mm -hmm. Wow. How do you, as a homeowner, if we put ourselves in these people's shoes, Mm -hmm. you've lost everything. The only thing you have left is maybe some hope Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that you'll be able to get some of that back.
1: That you'll be able to rebuild, which that alone is a big long road ahead.
0: To rebuild with who knows how many years they've been paying into insurance. Right. And now it's like, nope, it's not covered. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. I feel like it's a huge scam. It's crazy. It's really sad. Well, Tanya is here with us. She says, hey, welcome back, guys. And thank you so much for joining us and coming back, Tanya. We appreciate you. Well, rain seems like a blessing for us considering the rest of the country is experiencing snowstorms and extreme cold temperatures, icy roads, and more Tesla drama. We have a video to react to. So let's go ahead and roll that video. This is crazy. Uh Uh-oh. I haven't seen this video. but It looks like it's going to be very dramatic. Tesla gone wrong. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? Is she stuck in the snow? Um, It is negative
2: degrees out here in Chicago. My car needed charging. So, of course, you look for the closest charger station, which for me was Evergreen. I made it to Evergreen Charging Station. And of the 10 stations, I want to say nine or eight of them are all broken and unable to be utilized so of course as you can see you have multiple vehicles oh, no. that have died and are unable to be charged you have people who are stuck out in negative degree weather wow. you have a tow truck here who is trying to help and support but again, all of these charging stations no longer work. So you have basically deadlock. a bunch of charging stations. You have a bunch of people with nothing that they can do
1: and just dead. Um, it it's is. like a Tesla graveyard. Wow. That's crazy.
0: Chicago, where Teslas go to die.
1: Oh, my gosh. Horrible.
0: That should be the next Ford commercial
1: oh, for their man. EVs. Poor lady stuck out there with all the other Tesla owners.
0: You know, you don't really <laughs> think about that though in negative degree weather. Yeah, I mean, people could die out there at the charging station of the Tesla.
1: Just can you imagine, just trying to get home,
0: just trying to Netflix and chill and, and get a charge on your car.
1: Yeah, that doesn't oh, happen with this these. Is not uh, a good look. Well, apparently, you know, Hertz, the rental car company, is also dumping its. Electric vehicle car stock for low prices. The company is now claiming it was a bad investment. Is it worth owning an electric vehicle if you don't live in warmer weather? That's the big question. Wow,
0: we can't speak about it on cold weather because you know we haven't been in that situation. Right. What I will say is, I would never own two electric cars. We're a two-car family, and we thought about it, and I said, nah, I said,
1: no way. It's good to have, to have a have... gas. It's yes. good to have a gas
0: car, at least a hybrid, right? Mm-hmm. And one electric car. I couldn't go both electric. Yeah, for, for situations like this.
1: I don't know. I wonder how much those cars that Hertz is going to be getting rid of. I wonder how many people will make you know get some good deals on it who live in warmer weather.
0: Well, that's the thing is you know right after COVID, these the Teslas were super hot. Yes. We're Tesla owners. It was really hard to get one. Mm-hmm. You were on a waiting list, sometimes six months. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Tesla started dropping their prices. Mm-hmm and a lot of people were upset that had just paid full price right mm-hmm. they dropped them by 2000 3000 5000 and they did that so that it was they were able to get a rebate mm-hmm. from like, buyers were able to get a rebate from the state or federal to basically pump up sales right? right and they're not holding the value that they used to hold and i'm sure this news is not going to help so yeah i'm I wondering
1: cuz there's, there's been extreme temperatures cold temperatures Since for the last, you know, however long, why is it this year that Teslas are experiencing these challenges? Has it always been like this or we're just hearing about it more now?
0: You know, I I really don't know about that because I don't know if there were as many Teslas in the Midwest as there are Mm, now. Maybe it was a, you know, a coastal thing. Right. Who knows where the number, you know, where the most Teslas were sold at Mm -hmm. 1st Weather is also changing. I don't know. Yeah, you know, people it's more
1: extreme. I think it is more
0: extreme. I mean, we're talking about rain season now. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we are blessed, by the way, that we made it past the fire season.
1: Yes, because and, fire season is so scary in Southern California with and, the high winds and the dry brush.
0: And maybe we're at the tail end of fire season because it's usually like late fall, sometimes winter here in California because it's it's so dry. Mm-hmm. But now these rains are going to get us through, I believe. You know, let me knock on something because, you know, put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) But I don't know. Temperatures are changing all over the country. And who knows if it pays to have a Tesla in the Midwest anymore. And if it doesn't, what is that going to do to Tesla's stock? And furthermore, what about these big Tesla Trucks. They're talking about these trucks coming to take over tr- all trucking and transporting. Right. That Tesla's going to take it How over. How are they going to transport? And revolutionize? Are frozen. What if the what if these charging stations don't work in the Midwest? How does yeah. that how's that going to work? That's
1: really interesting.
0: Interesting stuff Curious coming up. to
1: see what's going to find out. Well, everyone, enjoy the break in the weather and the sunshine while it's here for a bit, because starting next Wednesday, it's going to rain for an entire week. Wow. Yes. Forecasts show uh, that rain and showers next Wednesday through Tuesday. My goodness.
0: So for any buyers out there, what a great time to get out and look at some homes in the <laughs> rain because guess what?
1: A lot of people don't want to do it.
0: A lot of people don't want right. to do it. And these sellers might start panicking and be like, oh, my God, nobody's coming to see my house. Mm-hmm. I might need to take this lowball offer or yes. this offer that just asked for me to pay for all the closing costs. Let's get out there and look during these rain this rainy week.
1: We're not afraid of any rain. Let's go. <laughs> well, everyone, this is your reminder, check your tire pressure and replace your windshield wipers and be safe out there. You know, we just changed all of our tires out and we forgot to get new windshield wipers. Darn it. Got to do that. Got to do it. Yes, for sure. Well, last week we had an interesting anniversary and we missed the opportunity to talk about it. If you're old like us, And you grew up in Southern California. Like you, like you. You are older than me. Thank you very much. (laughs) You might remember the 1994 Northridge earthquake. And last week on the day of the show, January 17th, was the 30th anniversary. 30 years already? 30 years. That's crazy. Well, we have a video of the news broadcast from 30 years ago when it happened. Let's watch that. And then uh, we want to talk about our personal experience with the quake. Sure. The shaker.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the 14 interchange. Is it? Yes. It collapsed. Onto oh. the 5 freeway. I hope there were no cars underneath. No. Reporting uh, tonight from Southern People passed. There was a Water Good evening cycle. from
3: the San Fernando Valley where night is beginning to settle in after what has been a very long day. All of Southern California still is reeling from that major earthquake that struck at I'm 430 trying to figure Pacific out what time apartment this is. morning in Northridge in the San North Fernando Ridge. Valley, a heavily populated area just northwest of downtown Los Angeles. The quake was severe at 6.6 oh on the Richter scale. Wow. The damage extensive, including five major highways cut, water supply threatened. Gas mains exploding, Mm -hmm. a half-dozen communities in flames. The death toll has been going up all day long. We begin tonight with the big picture from NBC's Murray Carroll. The quake struck an area where more than a million people live. So far, at least 24 people are known dead. Hundreds have been injured. Early estimates of property damage are in excess of half a billion dollars. The force of the quake shut down power grids, plunging thousands of households into darkness.
0: The ceiling fell down. My kitchen is totally destroyed. She's
2: lucky she made it.
3: Gas lines ruptured and fires raced out of control in heavily populated residential communities. Five homes were consumed instantly when this gas main exploded, sending flames 100 feet into the air. Oh, my gosh. The blast ruptured this water main, but dozens of others were shaken loose by the quake, sending torrents of water into valley streets. Mm. The smog mixed with smoke from more than 50 fires, and the extent of the damage began to hit home. Dead inside the rubble of the hillside home were two people, one of them this woman's daughter. No. The quake was centered 10 miles beneath the campus of Cal State Northridge, 25 Mm -hmm. miles northwest of downtown Los Angeles. At least one fire was reported on campus, and one dormitory, home to several hundred students, collapsed. Most there were reported to have escaped unharmed. But students housed in this apartment building adjacent to the campus were not so safe. 14 people died when the second and third stories of the complex yes. collapsed to the I don't remember local. any of this. Also well, we're young the though, The freeway too. system that serves as many as 13 million people, <coughs> three major freeways, all recently reinforced for earthquakes, were damaged and are closed to traffic.
2: Oh my
0: God.
3: And was then there's right the property damage. Hundreds of homes and businesses are damaged, many beyond repair.
1: I mean, they don't have electricity. They don't have water. And they were doing, they were just moving. And I'm just glad to be alive.
3: That's While not the most scary. powerful on record in Southern California, the Northridge quake may well cause the most damage. Larry Carroll, NBC News, Los Angeles.
1: That was the
0: So Yeah, do you remember the those... day of? Do you remember oh, yes. when it was shaking, where you were?
1: Oh yes. I was asleep. I was actually visiting a friend of my my best friend at the time. And I was spending the night at her house because it was Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday weekend. So we had Monday off. My parents live in Santa—we all lived in Santa Clarita. But I was staying at her house, which was in North Hills, which is not too far from the epicenter, Northridge. And I woke up to shaking in her house because it was so close to the epicenter. It was literally shaking us out of the bed. And she was—I slept on a trundle bed that had rollers on it. And she had, like, a hard flooring— so I was rolling, literally rolling around her room and her dresser fell on the bed I was on, like on the lower part of the bed. Luckily, falling, my yeah. head wasn't there because I probably would have died. But then like we were trying to get out of her house and her dad was like rushing in to get us. And I think his adrenaline and the fact that all that was happening so quickly and it was scary. He was trying to open up the sliding door to get us out of the house. And he forgot to unlock it. He ripped the door handle off. Like, that's how strong he was trying to get us out of there. We got out of the house. Thank goodness. She had a pool in the backyard, and it was literally sloshing, every, like, huge waves. We got out. We went to the front yard because there's only one way to get out of her house. All the other ways were blocked because everything had fallen in um, their kitchen. There was glass everywhere. And all the neighbors, It was. I just remember all the neighbors coming together. It was like a huge sense of community, but it was very scary. And we couldn't get in touch with my parents. And so they were freaking out. Didn't get to talk to... There was no cell phones back then. So we didn't even get to talk to my parents for, I think, two days. They didn't no even know what was way. happening. Yeah.
0: I would die if we couldn't get in contact with our kids. Yeah, or
1: maybe it was a day. They, the, all the phone lines were down. They were talking about all the gas explosions. You could hear things exploding around us. Like transformers were blowing out everywhere. It was really scary. And then my parents couldn't get to me for over a week because the 14 freeway was shut down. So if people were trying to get from Santa Clarita down to the valley, most people weren't trying to get there. People were probably trying to get out. They were waiting several hours. I think it took them a half a day to finally get to me when they did come to get me. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy.
0: So I don't have as many memories as you do Mm -hmm. from the day of. But I do remember I had my own room. Mm-hmm. We were living in Van Nuys on like Ranchito and Hazeltine. Mm-hmm. And the bed I had, the bed I was on had the dressers underneath the mattress. Right. You know what I mean? So it was a heavy bed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was bouncing off the ground. Yes. And that's how I woke up. Oh, yeah. And that's what I remember from from Because it quake. was
1: like four o'clock in the morning or something it that early. Yeah, It was early. Yeah, everything was dark.
0: I don't remember much more than that, but that that's my memory from it. And I, I wonder for anybody that's joining us or you know, watching a, a clip of what's going on, what is your memory of the Northridge quake? Where were you? And and what are your memories from that day?
1: Yeah, it was so scary. So, so scary. Well, um, Sol is here with us. She says, Hi guys. Wow, so sad. Yeah, it was it was a rough time those times. Um, Tanya said, I was 15 years old and was with my dad at the time, at the time in, San in San Bernardino and we felt it. Yeah. All the way in San Bernardino. That's crazy. Well, um, the aftermath of that earthquake, crazy. My, well, my parents, they worked in the San Fernando Valley, but we lived in Santa Clarita and the commute to try to get to work. If you can imagine with a freeway being completely down and only the old road oh my god being able to get in and out of this town to there you can you imagine it now if something like that happened it was horrible back then so they um were fortunate enough to be able to stay at my best friend's family's house they let them stay there so they they didn't have to deal with the commute and my brother was still going to school in the valley is finishing up his 6th grade of school 6th so grade year of school so they just stayed down there finished off the year. And I don't even know who watched me during the week. Now that I think about it, I lived in Santa Clarita while my parents are down there for the week. It was weird. It's a crazy time. But if anything, um, the sense of community and everyone coming together, that, that was definitely something to be proud of. I think when something like that happens, people coming together is pretty amazing. I could actually remember that as a kid. So. Wow.
0: I don't have, I don't have many memories of that time.
1: Yeah. But
0: what I do know is I have heard over the years of being an agent, people saying, I'll just wait till the next big quake happens before I buy a house. I'm like, hopefully that never happens.
1: Honestly, anyone who thinks that way, I just kind of judge them secretly. Like, really? You want something that catastrophic to happen just so you could get a good deal on a house? Like, sorry if you think that way, but not sorry. Like, really? Really? i wouldn't wish that upon anybody
0: yeah i don't know it could be somebody saying it sarcastically
1: i guess i guess but i don't like jokes like that sorry (laughs) well in some fun interesting news this year shares exact same calendar as the year 1996 so in 1996 the 24th was also a wednesday Because of this strange phenomenon, collector editions of calendars from 1996 are going for big bucks on eBay because you can use them again like they're brand new for this year. Strange. So, all you hoarders out there holding on to those calendars from '96, time to bring them out. Get them big bucks.
0: (laughs) You know, you have some calendars from
1: 1996. I definitely do not. Uh, Sports Illustrated and Pamela Anderson calendars are going for the most. Big surprise. And for fun nostalgia, the number one song on this day in 1996 was One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men.
0: So, this song, we've been together since we were 16. Yes. Yeah. You know I'm not a big crier. Right. I cried a lot to this song.
1: I know. This is a special song for you.
0: So this is, a, my grandmother passed away maybe like, I don't know, it was November of 95. Mm-hmm. So shortly, late, a little bit later, this song came out. Right. And yeah, it, it, it was a tough song to listen to. No, I, it
1: struck a chord with yeah, you. Yeah, it struck
0: a chord. Uh, I remember that song a lot. It's I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. They probably have people they remember every time they hear that song.
1: For sure. Well, I mean, 1996 was a very special year. I mean, that's the year you met me, your soulmate.
0: So, you know, I do tell this story a lot, and um, there was nobody more important in my life than my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny the way God works because I lost— the most important person in my life. And within six months, I met the most important person in my life all over again. So, you know, I was really lucky to to meet you at that age. I always say, I wish I would have met you sooner.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby.
0: Love you too, baby.
1: So um, anybody else remember anything special about 1996? I know that was a long time ago.
0: I was Jeez. a knucklehead at 16. I don't even want to go back to 16 years old.
1: <laughs> You were, wow.
0: Yes. I just, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm hoping our kids are a million times better than I was when I was 16.
1: Oh, well, catching up with the Silvas. So, uh, this past week, I had the opportunity to attend a meeting with some homeowners. Um, and this is in regards to HOA issues, right? For those of you don't, who don't know, I am on the HOA board in our community, and I have been ever since you know, the community started, so 2007, and you learn a lot of things. That's commitment, by the way. That is commitment, right? I am very involved with our community. and But this particular issue had to do with an issue with one of our neighbors, which we love all of our neighbors. Nothing wrong with them in particular. But it's very important as homeowners when you're purchasing a home to make sure that whoever is selling it to you have not that they have not done anything that's negligent to the property or maybe lied on disclosures about any improvements they've made to the home because it could come back and haunt you as the new owner. And one of these issues is the previous owner put down that they actually had their drain go to the curb like they're supposed to. They provided plans, all kinds of do- documents that are signed saying that they did it. Well, it turns out it they never did that. And the water drains and floods a whole driveway.
0: It's it's our neighbors, right? It's, one of our it's neighbors. Our, it's
1: one of our neighbors, yeah.
0: And it's from their backyard. All the, all the water is supposed to drain to the street. But so.
1: it drains right in front of our house. It blocks our our walkway. And we've been going back and forth, like, very kind about it. Like, please, can you just fix this? They stopped watering. But, you know, even though they stopped overwatering, you know, whenever there's a big rain, it's still going to flood that area. Next week. So, exactly. So, the HOA has been very responsive in telling them, you need to do this. But then the owner started talking about lawyers. And it's like, don't threaten with lawyers because the HOA has lawyers too. And all you have to do is just fix the drain. Like, don't argue. Let's just get it done. So it's very important. Like I said, if you're buying in a community that has an HOA, look into things like this because it can affect you in the future.
0: I can't stand people like that. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna get my lawyer involved. Okay.
1: Just fix good the good for you, buddy. You're responsible. If you have problems with it, go for the previous owner. The HOA is not going to back down. Exactly. Fix it. So want to.
0: You do not want to make an enemy of an HOA in, your, in the community you live in. It's not Why? a good idea. Why would you do that?
1: I don't know. Ugh. Very interesting. Interesting. Well, Chris had the opportunity to attend a mastermind meeting this past week. And I love going to meetings like this because um, you get to network with other like minded individuals in um, real estate. And Chris had some really cool nuggets he wanted to share with us.
0: So you get to learn from some of the industry's top people. Right. Right. And uh, I'm very Fortune, we're very fortunate to be in that circle of industry top people in Santa Clarita. So just a couple nuggets that you pick up from every little meeting. You might hear, it might be a two-hour meeting, you pick up one or two nuggets, right. right? And one of the ones that I heard was, people at the top collaborate, people at the bottom compete.
1: Hmm, I like that.
0: That resonated really well with me because you don't need to fight and claw with each other when you could join forces Mm -hmm. on whatever it may be, right? And just be way more successful that way. Yes. So I, I did really love that saying. And another one that I heard somebody say was clarity and consistency is the key to success. So whether it's like a business plan or a fitness plan or a family, whatever it is, whoever's part of that plan needs to know exactly what that plan is. Right. And then, in order to execute, you have to be consistent every day.
1: I love that. These were two great things. Simple
0: things, right? The little things.
1: And I love the the competition thing because it just goes to show you shouldn't be like comparing yourself to others. Compete with yourself. Better yourself. Right. Push yourself to the next level.
0: I couldn't agree more. It you know so many people are worried about um, what is so and so doing, and oh, I'm I'm better than this person or. I don't understand that. I've never understood that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, how can I be better than I was yesterday? Right. If you just keep it that simple, it really is that simple in life. Right. Just be better than you were the day before. Just try anyway. Just try. Try to be the best version of yourself today. Yes. Pretty simple stuff.
1: Love that. (laughs) Well, Chris and I had a surprise birthday party we went to over the weekend for our girl Val. And I love at birthday parties when people bust out the karaoke because those performances are just off the charts.
0: You grew up on the <laughs> karaoke machine, I feel like.
1: I really did. So my parents love karaoke. It was like when it first came out, they were so into it.
0: Bowling and karaoke.
1: Bowling and karaoke. My uncle had a karaoke business, and he would run it at the golf course, at El Carrizo Golf Course no. at the 19th hole. <laughs> And my mom and dad would go there to support him. You know, they go and they'd sing and you have like they had all their friends there. And I'm like, looking back now, why was I as a child allowed to be at a golf course at the bar where they're singing karaoke until all hours of the night? I think things were a little bit different back then. Well, it's cuz
0: it was at a golf course bar. Cuz right. you know it's it's a bar and restaurant most of the time. Correct. It's not just a bar.
1: Yeah, it's a it was a restaurant. It's a restaurant that serves liquor. Yeah, we weren't actually in the bar area, we're in the restaurant part. But yeah, they just loved to belt it out. They'd have so much fun and they'd let us get up there and sing and stuff. I had my go-to's when I was a kid. So
0: I want I want to know what your parents' go-to's were and what was your go-to.
1: So my mom loved these boots are made for walkin' And my favorite part whenever she sang was at the end where she said, are you ready, Boots? Star walking. She was like all excited with that song. <laughs> um, and then I don't know what my dad sang. I'm trying to think about like what it, what his go-tos were. Was he a
0: Rat Pack guy? Or was it? Was oh, it yeah. Park he thing?
1: would do like Sinatra.
0: I could see him doing Sinatra. Or he'd
1: do Elvis.
0: Oh, I he could see He liked Elvis
1: more. and Sinatra. And then for my go-to's, I would be there with you know my mom's best friend Tia Susan, her daughter Christina, and I. We would be there, right, with my brother and my cousin, and her and I. We'd always Salt-pepper? no, no. Um, we would always do Bust a Move, <laughs> and we would do Love Shack. Those were my two top top choices. Nice. Yeah, it was fun.
0: I got you. Got to do those now.
1: I don't know. Like when we're at these parties, I'm like. I think it's fun to do a song that's like a crowd pleaser that people are going to get into because you don't want to go there thinking you could belt it out and you really can't sing because then like the neighborhood dogs are going to start howling when you're at a house party. Well,
0: you know, hardly ever when you're at karaoke, people aren't doing like Mariah songs. No,
1: people try. Let me tell you.
0: No, they do not.
1: Yes. On karaoke nights, there's like a handful of people who go there and think they're going to get discovered.
0: Like, if you're going to do a song, you got to do, like, a song, like, somebody that can't really sing, but they sound good, right? No, but Like a Meghan Trainor song or something like that. No,
1: but there's people who think they can really sing, and they get up there, and I'm like, I don't want to be that person. Oh, boy. I need to be the one who's, like, the fun one. Like, get everyone up and singing and dancing, you know? Like, who cares about the song? It's just, like, a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Those are the songs I want to choose. So, if anybody who's watching, who likes karaoke, what is your go-to song— and we want to know what crowd pleaser would you like to hear if you have to hear karaoke? Because I know some people don't like it at all.
0: I can't envision myself doing a karaoke song. I, I'm not a singer.
1: Listen, you did a karaoke song with my dad before. I do remember you doing it at least once. And what was the name of the song?
0: So it was In Good Fun. It was oh, humorous. okay. And we did Afro Man. Mm-hmm. And it was because I got high. How fitting. <laughs> I mean, I was I was probably still a teenager when we did it. I right? think so. Like yeah. 19 or something. Yeah. I'm 43. It was a long time ago. Well, my
1: parents have like the machine and, and the the microphones and everything. We used to I mean, I think my favorite part, my favorite memory of karaoke is hearing my grandma get up and sing.
0: Oh, your grandma's. She so loved
1: cute. doing karaoke. She's so cute. Um a
0: fun fact about your grandma. Mm-hmm. She was 92 when she passed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And when she was probably, what, in her 20s, mm-hmm. she cut a record?
1: Yes, she had a record deal.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? And and most people wouldn't know that because she gave up. She never really let her career start because it was all about the family.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Your grandma was amazing. I
1: love her. Well, um, Tanya said, oh, no, I can't sing worth. And there's a little poop emoji on there. <laughs> 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 and she loves watching people do karaoke. We just got Nola these little karaoke microphones. I swear, let's do it. Let's do it at family dinner. I think it'd be so fun. I mean your family if you're around family, who cares? We'll all laugh at each other.
0: I'm gonna have to start practicing a song because you know, I gotta at least know the words. <laughs> right? Now my voice isn't gonna sound any better by practicing, but right. as long as I as long as you know the words and you got the right attitude.
1: Yeah. Right? You
0: got the look in your eyes. You don't even need to know the words, just
1: make it up. I know plenty of people who don't know the actual lyrics to a song. Just this guy. say whatever you think they're saying. It's funny. It's it's a good time. Well, fitness journey, Chris. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. You've been doing your thing, but let me just tell you, I am proud of me too.
2: I'm
1: because proud of you. Orange Theory, I had my way in on the weekend and the transformation challenge has begun. It began on Monday.
0: I mean, I've kudos to you. You've been getting up early. We've talked about this on the last show. You work out more now than you ever have as long as I've known you. Right. And let me just say, girl, you are looking good.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I'm trying. I just want to feel good. That's number one. I want to feel good. And I have to give props to my girl, Shanae, who convinced me to try out Orange Theory because I am not a gym type of person And um, she convinced me she was almost like a salesperson and didn't take no for an answer. And I'm so thankful for her because I haven't looked back. It's been almost a year. On February 28th, I think it is, or the 27th, I'm sorry. It'll be one year for me at Orange Theory. And I'm going to be celebrating that as I'm almost done with this transformation challenge. And what the challenge is, is it's eight weeks Of working out, and six of the eight weeks have to be three times a week. And you get to choose whether you want to lose weight or gain muscle. And I chose to lose weight. So I have a goal in mind. And uh, with that goal comes not only dedication to working out, but also modifying my diet. Not so much like I'm on a diet.
0: You don't eat that bad anyway.
1: I don't eat that bad anyways, but I'm really focusing on portion control and limiting the type of carbs I intake and just really trying to make my food colorful. Less processed and more colorful, fresh fruit. It's more life food, in your food, when it's which is colorful. pretty much how I cook now. Um, but you know, sometimes I love bread, and and who doesn't? Chris has been cooking for us, and his go-to is now chicken parm with pasta. Like those are the things I have to limit. And as much as I love you cooking for me, I just don't don't feel bad when I only take a half of a portion of what you serve me. Like not at all. More last for night me. he brought me this plate of food. Like, thank you. I love you for making me food. But I was like, that is way too much food. Who do you think I am? What challenge do you think I'm in?
0: Then my sister ate that plate.
1: And then I was like, please just cut it in half.
0: We me? No, you
1: you took that and divided oh, it up and gave I it divided. to the kids. I divided it for the kids. And then you got me a new plate and me, I was like, I'll just eat half of that.
0: Me, my sister, and the kids got our grub on.
1: Yes, you did. We got
0: our grub on. Um, I I'm starting, I'm not I'm not gonna say I love cooking quite yet. Mm-hmm. But I like it.
1: He's getting there, y'all. I like
0: it. I love to see your guys' reaction when you take a bite.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't it so satisfying?
0: It is. It's, to be it,
1: able to nourish your family. It do, I love that. It
0: does feel good. And it feels good to cook for you more than anybody else. Just because you've been taking ca- such great care of us forever. Uh, to finally start to help out feels good.
1: Oh well, I appreciate it, and I love you. Thank you for feeding us. Love you too. <laughs> well, uh, the whole family started the daily fifty, and do you want to tell us about what that is? Because this was your idea to get us going, right?
0: So I wanted something that we could do together, mm-hmm. right? You know, I like doing jujitsu. You like doing Orange Theory. Like we don't do anything together, mm-hmm. and. Me and those darn reels. (laughs) So I saw a reel of this daily 50. Right. And what it consists of is uh, 50 push-ups, a 50-second plank, Mm -hmm. 50 squats, 50 lunges, and then a 50-second wall sit. Right. No particular order. And I thought it'd be pretty cool if we make this a 50-day challenge. Because it's not an actual challenge, like a 50-day challenge. I just thought it'd be a good idea. And I love it because we've been holding each other accountable. We've done it. Today will be our first week. It'll be seven days after we completed today. And now we have more family doing the same challenge. We're all holding each other accountable. And we're all going to win after 50 days.
1: Yes, we're all going to feel amazing afterwards
0: everybody wins yes what better what better challenge than everybody wins
1: so then for the final day we're going to reward ourselves with an amazing hike right we're all going to get together and go on a hike
0: yes i don't know if it's going to be on the final day but we'll plan it to be right um, that's going to be the reward let's find a cool place we can go on a hike maybe we pack a lunch like a little picnic style and it'd be cool to eat that food with an amazing view
1: Yes, I would love, love that. Well, we have so many people who watch our show who are involved with it. And Tanya and Evelyn who are here watching, they have been doing it as well. So kudos to you guys for staying on top of it. We all send text messages to each other with photos saying good job, And um, we're really proud of you. And then Monica, she's been doing it too with the girls. And
0: Sheena and the house family. And Sheena
1: and the house family. And I think Rena was going to get started on it, right? right? Um, So good job, everybody. I am curious to see how Monica holds with it because she is on her way to Walt Disney World next week. And she's like, I don't know how I'm going to do it after I'm doing all this walking. I told you, you better do that as your warm up in the morning before you step outside. Yes. So um, I'm going to hold her accountable. I told her you better send me pictures. <laughs> but yeah, congrats to everybody for doing such a good job.
0: So the one wrinkle we put into this challenge is if you miss a day, you have to start all over. On Ooh, 50. I am
1: not missing any days. And I have been tired. My legs have been... Really done, but I'm still doing it.
0: For me, it is funny because we all have a different thing that that's really tough mm-hmm. for us. And for me, it's the lunges.
1: Oh wow. Mine's the push ups. I hate push ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, this past weekend I went um wine tasting in Malibu for our friend Val's birthday. And we had such a great time at this uh winery, which is beautiful. It was up on a hill. It was gorgeous in Malibu, right? Um but I just have this bone to pick, gratuities. Who else is questioning what warrants a tip these days? Why do I feel like everywhere I go, they're asking me for a tip, but they did nothing to earn that tip? Like, it really bothers me. Okay, so we had a party of seven people, right? Four of the girls were already there, they got started without us, and then us, the rest of us three got there, we're at a separate table, we go in, you order whatever you want to drink, whatever snacks you want. So, you know, I I bought two flights. Val and I needed, a, we got a flight. And then I got a charcuterie board, okay? They do not even deliver it to you. They hand it to you where you order it. I walk it to the table myself. Then I have a buzzer when my food is ready. I have to go pick it up and bring it back. Do you know that they charge me a mandatory gratuity of
0: wow to do nothing for
1: doing what I was really irritated by that (laughs) it bothers me and they just tell you like okay it's your party is this big so this is what you're paying and I'm like wait a minute do I get to contest this because you didn't even serve me it's just weird and then you go to places like um what's another example And they want a tip from you. I feel like I go to CVS and they want a tip from me.
0: I mean, they do ask for it everywhere now.
1: It's annoying.
0: Everywhere. You know, it'd be funny if, as a practical joke, when we're showing property at the last house, we're like, oh, this is our last house of the day. I just need you to fill this out for me. And it's like, you know. 10%, 15%, 20% (laughs) 10%, 15%, 20% <laughs> would pass out a gratuity. I mean it's 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 equivalent, right? So a lot of these places are asking for gratuity when they don't they're not providing uh, a service.
1: service. I it just bothers me. I would be interested in knowing what is the craziest gratuity request you've ever received. Please let us know in the comments because this I think this is all getting a little out of hand.
0: Well, speaking of out of hand, mm-hmm. we had a little bit of a school scare mm-hmm. a couple earlier this week, right? Right. And we had the scare through an email. We received an email. Can you read it first, so can you want to tell us about
2: it? So
1: I don't know it pervadum, but basically the principal sent out an email saying that a student may have said something that may have made other students uncomfortable. And we have taken the proper protocols to resolve the issue. And just wanted to reach out and let you know that safety is a priority or whatever it said on there. So I asked Santino, mind you, we got this email at maybe eight o'clock at night, right when we're getting ready for bed. So I asked Santino, hey, what happened in your class today? And he said, oh, so-and-so said he had a BB gun in his backpack. And I said, wait, what? He had a BB gun in his backpack? Mom, it's okay. I think he was just joking around. I'm like, you don't joke around about stuff like that. I got triggered by that. You don't
0: joke around about guns. That
1: is something that is not funny at all. And Santino's like, but I didn't think he was serious. And I'm like, well, how did he say it? He goes, oh, well, you know, he said, hey guys, you know, I have BB gun in my backpack. And then he said, I have a, an A something 47. And I'm like, he said, what? An AK 47? And Santino's like, yeah, that's what he said. And I said, Oh no, no, no!
0: And our kids in third grade.
1: Santino has no idea what an AK forty seven is. He's well, like, he doesn't play any a, of those video It's like a something forty seven, right. and I am like, oh no, what happened? So assistant principal came, checked the child's backpack. There was no weapons. They took him out of the class, and I am sorry, but those type of things I just can't let go. It's it's very scary for me.
0: Right. So. We brought this to the principal's attention the next day.
1: Right, we were going to send an email, but she said, "You know, no, it's okay. Well, let's you guys just have talk time. About let's it. talk about it." We did. We talked to her. She was reassuring. She said, "You know, they're taking the proper protocols and steps to ensure safety, and the superintendents involved, the parents are involved." She said, "Luckily, these parents are hands-on and they're working with us, um, and that." in other situations that she's been in, there have been parents that are like, what's the big deal, which that's not very comforting to hear that. But, you know, what, what is the proper, I know the schools have protocols, right? But what is the proper consequence when children do stuff like this in school, especially because there's been so many mass shootings and you hear all the time about, oh, you know, he he was a troubled child. He always got in trouble and he was causing issues in the class and everyone said something and no one did anything about it. So then, like, at what point does something have to be done and like what is the severity of that consequence to ensure it doesn't happen again?
0: Correct. And and what was very disappointing was we found out the very next day, we're like, hey, so was so and so in class today? And he was he was in class. So that means no suspension happened. No. You know, I think because we're in California, such a litigious state, Mm -hmm. that everybody walks on eggshells in these scenarios. And what needs to happen, instead of worrying about repercussions from a child's family that is making, you know, comments like this at school... They really should be focusing on the safety and the well-being, the mental well-being of the children that are at school. Who are that not
1: are, causing these who issues. Who are not causing
0: these issues. And if there's a kid that constantly is causing issues all the time, you got to get rid of that kid. I- I'm sorry, but...
1: There needs you know, to be like a, a zero to be- tolerance policy when it comes to saying you have a weapon at school.
0: Well, there also needs to be, hey... You have, you know, you're a repeat offender. You're in the office all the time. You're constantly, you know, um, disrupting the class. You know, other kids got to learn. And if you got to get rid of one or two kids in a classroom of 27 Mm -hmm. so the other 25 kids thrive, that's what you got to do. Right. And, you know, it's not fair to all the other kids and all the other parents.
1: What kind of message are you sending to the students in class? When someone says they have a weapon in school and then maybe you're scared as a child, like, oh, my gosh, maybe they're feeling the same way I am. Or maybe they're feeling the same way Santino is, like, oh, he was just joking around. Regardless, what kind of message are you saying that, like, oh, that was okay for him to do that because he's back in class the next day? There was no repercussions for his actions. I don't believe so. So, I mean. So get involved. That's That's. That's the outside looking in. Maybe there were repercussions. I don't know what they are. They can't disclose that to us. But I would say, as parents, please be involved with your kids' school because Santino didn't even tell us about it happening because he didn't think it was a big deal. deal. But how many times do things like that happen and just don't know what's happening?
0: And listen, I, I know our work life, our life outside of our kids' school is really busy. But as parents, we need to be more involved especially with things like this, make your voice heard because your voice can be very powerful. Right. And especially when you have more than a few parents in a classroom uh, joining forces and, and making their voice heard together.
1: Absolutely. Well, I feel like I don't want to be the nagging parent. I definitely don't want that. But also our child's our children's safety is number one. And I would feel awful if something happened and I never spoke up. Absolutely. You know, So, well, in local news, uh, Seiko Mini Mart store smash and grab. So I'm not sure if you heard about this, but there is a local um, mini mart over, I think it was in Saugus. It's by our old neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, they just went in and smashed and grabbed and took all kinds of things out of there. It's like a little mom and pop mini mart. Um, Is SCV changing? Is it time for us to have our own police department? Um, This kind of ties in with some of the discussions we had with the mayor last year. What do you think?
0: Well, I don't know that our own police department solves anything.
1: I don't think so either. I think there needs to be, like, stricter, again, consequences. There
0: needs to be more consequences. It, You know, we definitely have to get Gasan Gascog- out of office. And, you know, sorry for anybody that it offends. Not sorry. I
1: mean, the policies just need to be stricter. Well, there needs to be some type the, of accountability.
0: Well, that's the issue. He's a DA. Mm-hmm. People know that you criminals, it pays to be a criminal nowadays. Right. You can go and, and and commit crimes, go into a jail, and get out the same day with the citation. So, if you got nothing else going for you, why not? Why not?
1: You there's know, nothing to lose. There's nothing
0: to lose, and you're gonna go make a quick five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what's happening, and you know, part of it again, it goes back to parents, it goes back to being involved. I also saw on a TikTok the Sprouts here in Valencia.
1: Oh, my gosh, these kids are out of control. These
0: kids are doing that flip the the flip water bottle game with jugs of milk inside inside the grocery, the, store. The grocery store. And the, of course, the milk's exploding all over the place, right? So there's milk all over the floor. And these kids are laughing. And what needs to happen? some security officer there or a parent, more a security officer, you need to take that kid in the back room and you need to kick that kid's ass. And I'm sorry, but that's that's exactly what they need to be taught a lesson. You do where, Where's the respect nowadays? I don't get it. Where's the respect nowadays? Well, look
1: at the schools. If they're in there's elementary, there's no consequences. Right. Now you're in in your high school. Let me go flip some milk. Oh, now you're an adult. You're doing smash and grabs. It's all intertwined.
0: Yeah, there's it's. It's
1: just this. I don't get it. I don't know where the culture is going. Oh no, but it's, it's, it's something sad and needs scary. to happen. Oh boy! Y'all need to take care of your kids. <laughs> That's what you need to do. So, we,
0: so we said, hey, do we need to have our own police department? We talked about that on a previous show, but I think a lot more necessary than having our own police department, we need another hospital here in Santa Cruz. Oh
1: my goodness! Okay, so let's just talk about this because I was thinking about it. You know, we everybody's always complaining about Henry Mayo being a terrible hospital and how they've had to wait so long just to be seen in the ER and I've heard firsthand from people their experiences and actually one of our really good friends he went on the weekend because he was feeling like he was having chest pain like he thought he might be dying and he's a surgeon
0: he's a doctor he's a
1: doctor um he went there out of necessity and he sat there for eight hours and he told me Corey that the way they manage that place it's very mismanaged it's like You know, they took me in for my CT scan. I came out and they just left me there in the waiting room. No heart monitor. They're not checking to see how I'm doing. And I'm just there with other patients. And there's older patients who have bigger ailments than I have.
0: A room full of sick people.
1: A room full of sick people. No one's getting the um, care that they need. He's like, normally I would have been put in a hospital room. They don't have room for anybody there. And this is a doctor who worked in the worst parts of New York City, <laughs> and he knows how bad it can be.
0: Right. He's saying and it's he than And he was saying,
1: like, how bad it is at Henry Mayo. So I got to thinking, like, how is it that we have such a growing population in Santa Clarita, and there's all these new builders.
0: We're about 250,000 people now, population.
1: 250,000 people. New homes going in galore. Why is the city being so irresponsible? Why is the county allowing all of these permits to build more homes without any, like, accountability and having these type of things in place, like another hospital to care for its citizens? It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. That's something that we can maybe get into. We have a new mayor now.
1: We need to talk to the mayor. So...
0: Uh, the former mayor, Jason Gibbs, is still city council mm-hmm. and Cameron Smythe is the new mayor. But that's something that we definitely have to reach out and ask. Mm-hmm. Is this something on a city level or is this something on a county level of like who decides if a hospital goes in? And, you know, a lot of these hospitals are private. Mm-hmm. You can't make a private company come here right. and start a business here, right? right? So, you know, there aren't many county hospitals. So I'm wondering... Maybe you can't start a county hospital until you have a million population like L.A. I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's a private business. And I think that's why somebody hasn't seen it to be profitable enough to come here with a population. I think whoever is
1: running a private hospital would definitely benefit from coming out here. Provide ultimate care. And I think they would get all the clients there.
0: I think we are seeing like XR came out here and these are urgent cares. They're urgent
1: cares, but so, they're not like a big hospital. Right.
0: So maybe that's the thing. Maybe urgent cares are more profitable. Maybe that's why we have more urgent oh, cares than hospitals. It's all than hospitals. boils down
1: to money. It's always
0: about the, the mighty it's about dollar. It's about
1: that money, honey. Well, uh, Soul said the kids went back to apologize at Sprouts. Probably because their mom and daddy saw their face on that TikTok and was like, mm, now Pro- you're going to get your TikTok taken away. Probably
0: because. Their face was on camera. That's why. That's right. that's what I see there. Mm-hmm. But you know, they needed to pour some milk on those kids' heads or
1: something. I mean, at least they went back to apologize. I hope that uh, maybe they have some type of community service cleaning up, maybe that parking lot or something after all the damage they caused in there. That's just too much. I'm sorry. If my kid did that, i will be I would be mortified. <laughs> Really? And so would I. You need to go clean up, kid. Well, switching things up to real estate, uh, Chris wants to share the deal of the week.
0: So, the deal of the week this week is on Doreen Place in Saugus. It's a four bedroom, three bathroom, 1,610 square feet, built in 2018, pretty Ooh, new. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a townhome with only one adjoining neighbor. Uh-huh. You have your own private garage. It's under $500,000, you guys $499,900. And it's right across from via Metro, okay, right across the street, across the train tracks. And to get something equivalent in via Metro, it'd be seven hundred thousand. Wow. Now this neighborhood is only for veterans, okay, okay? calling all veterans. You served <laughs> your country. Now it's time for your country to give you some service right. Take advantage of these programs because they they don't come on the market very much, right? Five hundred thousand. You can't find that anywhere, and you can have a home for you and your family for 500,000, 100% financing on a VA property.
1: Awesome. Ooh, that one's going to go quick It that just go came quick. on, right? Well, open house this week. Chris will be hosting an open house in Silmar. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that one?
0: Yeah, so we were talking about earlier, you know, people at the bottom compete and people at the top collaborate. So this is our friend from Compass, Ashley Gardino. Mm-hmm. It's her listing. She said, hey, do you want to hold it open with me? I know you know Silmar really well. Right. Absolutely. So I'm going to be there holding it with her. This property is on 13200 Azores in Silmar. It's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, 1,803 square feet on an 11,000-square-foot lot.
1: Ooh, Hard I to he- find. I hear opportunity knocking there. Yeah.
0: And if you know Silmar, this is east of the 210. So right. it's kind of near El Carrizo Park mm-hmm. and Mission College. So really beautiful neighborhood. It's gonna be on the market right around 800,000.
1: Awesome. So if you want
0: to see me this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for helping Ashley out over there. Big shout out to Ashley Gordino. She is my girl from junior high and high school. Shout out to her. I've (laughs) known her for so long. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: I love Ashley. I haven't known her nearly as long as you, but right, she's I love her. always fun to be around.
1: Yes, she is. Well, new construction. Let's talk about it. Chris and I went to go visit and preview some homes over in Tesoro Highlands yesterday in Valencia. And guess what? Uh, they have some beautiful homes from Lennar. They also have some homes from Toll, Toll Brothers. Toll Brothers is up there.
0: We didn't have a chance to see those. We, we ran didn't. out of time. Right. But Toll Brothers is up there. And I think there are going to be some more builders eventually up there. Yes. But right now it's Lenar and Toll Brothers.
1: Yes. So, so many opportunities. If you are interested in any new communities, please let us know. Um, even if you just want to go and browse and window shop, we'd love to take you there on your first time. It's very important that you take your realtor with you on your very first time visiting so we can represent you and get you registered in. Well, Chris kind of touched a little bit before about condos and... Insurance problems. Um, Geez, that's a big thing right now. There's limited or no financing available on some communities out here in Santa Clarita and across Southern California. Um, And it's because what you were talking about. They're underfunded for their insurance premiums, and the insurance premiums have almost doubled in some communities. And what that leads to is you're unable to get financing. So if you are worried about that, if you want to find out if your community is facing this issue, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to share more details for you.
0: Yes. And the answer to this problem is get involved with your HOA. Yes. Whether you're on the board or whether you join the meetings, because as you know, you've been part of the HOA board forever. Right. How On average, how many people that are not on the board join your meetings? Zero. Zero people?
1: Nobody comes to the meetings. Nobody comes to the meetings. It's hard to get quorum just of our members, but I have myself and the president and there's, we're always committed to going to the meetings. And every now and then we'll have one or two other board members join in. Okay. But it's really challenging to get people to attend these meetings.
0: Here's the reason I bring this up. And, and I, I want you guys to really listen clearly on this. We are talking about HOA insurance issues. Here's what's happening. The these insurance policies are coming due. Mm-hmm. There's not enough insurance. And on top of that, a lot of these insurance carriers are no longer insuring in California. Right. So what's happening is now your premiums are going up 20 to 60 percent. Now the HOA, they're regular people like me and you mm-hmm. that are running this board, right? They don't understand the intricacies of, hey, if we don't have X amount of coverage, there's no financing no lender is going to lend somebody a house in here. And okay. why does that affect you? Because if somebody can't get a loan to purchase a property in your community.
2: what is does that what's do going to happen? Your value? Your
0: value is going to tank.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So we already have two communities in Santa Clarita that are no longer financeable. Wow. And when you call me to ask me if it's my community, it's going to blow your mind because it's communities you would never think of. Right. Now there's, like 10 other properties that are on the non-warrantable list. Right. What does that mean? There's like two brokers, two lenders in all of Santa Cruz that are doing these loans. Mm-hmm. You got to put 10% down and your rate's probably going to be like 9% wow. or 8.5 with like two points mm-hmm. just, to, just to get a loan in these communities. The first step is you get on this list. The next step is you're no longer financeable. And the only way to rectify that is if you get on the board, you go to the meetings, And you up your insurance. Right. And you got to do it or else it's going to make your property tank. You don't want that value to
1: tank. No, you definitely do not. Um, My experience with our HOA board is our insurance premium came up and they didn't want to insure us anymore because of fires and whatnot. So, you know, the management company, they do their best to try to guide you and say, here's some options. Well, we said, no, go out to market. We're not going to just settle for this insurance premium you got us quoted Check with these other people now. If you don't have people on your board who are going to bring up those questions and look further into it, and actually go out to market to try to get other quotes, you might just be stuck with that higher premium. We were able to find one that the premium wasn't as expensive, and we weren't. We didn't even have to raise any um, HOA monthly dues. We didn't even have to do any type of supplemental bill. So make sure you are involved. It's very important. Wow!
0: Thank you so much for running a great. Um budget for us.
1: Well, I don't run the budget, but I do have this input, so I won't take credit for that. But yes, we do review the budget, but we don't run the budget. I have to give credit to the, the, the president for that. He does a really good job.
0: Dave's amazing.
1: He is amazing. Well, in other news, property management news, uh, attention all landlords and tenants, the moratorium for evictions is coming up on February 1st. That is right around the corner. So, for those who did not pay rent during COVID, rents will now be due. And there's plenty of people out there who had lived for two, three years, no rent, paying no rent.
0: We have a couple of people that are 12 months behind and we adopted them. It's not like yes. they were our, we didn't get them in as our tenants. We adopted them. We actually
1: didn't adopt them. We inherited them. (laughs) We inherited them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Better term for sure. Yes. So um, we're working closely with our uh, landlord to help make sure that she finally gets the compensation that she needs the back owed rents. Oh my gosh. See, the big. And like, how are they going to get that?
0: This big misconception is oh, well, the landlord can afford it. They're rich. No. No. There's a lot of people. Ourselves included, because we're going to be these people when we get older, where you know we don't have a pension,
2: right?
0: You know we it's our our little don't have retirement, a four hundred one k. It's real estate, right? And you live based on you collecting these rents, right? And God forbid you still owe a mortgage on these rents, mm-hmm. then holy smokes, somebody didn't pay you for three years, right? How can you get by,
1: right? And there's nothing that you can do to collect to because do
0: of, of L.A. County, right? And and the and what they keep passing there in LA right. County.
1: I'm curious to see if the moratorium actually does expire or if they come up with something new. Because the last time that it expired, remember, the next day they put in something else in place. And, the, and to they pushed us out until
0: February. They pushed mm-hmm. us out another six months.
1: Yeah. So I'm not too confident, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. And they have a lot of gotchas. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you. You have to, you should really, if you don't have experience in it, you should really talk to a, a eviction attorney mm-hmm. because there's gotchas. Like you have to have a cover letter when you, when you go to evict somebody, you have to have a notice on their door, um, or somewhere visible at their property. Right. There has to be, um, it's like, uh, the rules to LA housing, right? Right. It
1: has to be posted. It has up. to be
0: posted. People don't want that on their, on their rental, but yeah. it has to be posted. But all these Boxes need to be checked before you could serve a three-day notice. Right, and and for you to serve it properly, because now on top of that, these tenants who have not paid in years, some of them, they also get f- free help from attorneys from the city of of L.A. It's insane. The that
1: landlords don't get free help to collect their rents, but land, the tenants do. Yes,
0: and not again. Not every landlord's a big corporation.
1: No, these most are of a lot of mom and pops
0: that yeah. are dying right now they're they they can't afford to even hold on to these properties anymore because of these some of these tenants
1: right well if you want any more information feel free to reach out to us because we're your resource and we'd be happy to help you well looking ahead to next week hoa meeting i have another one of those oh i'm excited
0: so excited
1: (laughs) no i really do enjoy um you know, putting my time aside for that and volunteering because it is a uh, it's a thankless job, but that's okay. I am involved in the community and I I don't mind doing that. I also have Pilates tomorrow and Sunday, taking advantage of my one month of unlimited Pilates at grit and gratitude because that place, oof, I yeah, have some grit to keep up with that the cost to go there. Jeez, I love the place. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm really just trying to take it all in for this month that I have. Okay. So that will be fun. And then this Friday, the kids get to go to one of their very favorite places, the dentist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's so funny because I heard you say it. I don't know if it was today it or was yesterday. It was this
1: morning when they're getting ready. We're
0: going to the dentist on Friday. And you hear, yay. They're so excited to go to the dentist. They
1: love going to the dentist. So weird. All kids dentistry. I have to give them a shout out. The kids have been going there since they were babies. They love going to the dentist. <laughs> They're so gentle and kind there, and they always get a little prize at the end. And yeah, I mean, and our kid Santino has a silver tooth, so he's been through some procedures. He's had a a, um, a, filling. a filling that kept coming out, so he's been there several times. And he's still so positive about going. So it's, I love the, the great reinforcement we give them with, you know, dental hygiene and taking care of their teeth and just going to the dentist two times a year and not putting it off. They love it. They do. I'm so thankful for that because I know there's some kids who go in there. They are screaming. I feel so bad for the parents. Oh, boy. I know. Just trying to hold it together. So I'm excited for them because then they're going to get all the little buggies off their teeth and have some pearly whites coming out. And then Chris is going to the range on Friday with a friend. That sounds exciting. You haven't been in a while.
0: I haven't been all year. Right. I think I haven't been since like October-ish. You said, hold
1: on. You said all year. It's been 24 days all it's year. It's all year,
0: girl. <laughs> have I been all? Have I been in 2024? No.
1: no.
0: So I haven't been all year. I'm excited to go. I think it's been since like October, September, October since I've been to the range. Right. So I'm excited to go. I and to play nine or 18. I haven't played in a long time. So just going to the range, hitting some balls, probably talk about you know
1: school stuff, school
0: stuff, school dad stuff. So we'll oh, see how it goes. That should be
1: fun. And then I get to go to dinner with my girl Stephanie over at SCV Pack She's one of my really great friends, and we get to celebrate her birthday, so I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. Yeah, and then of course Saturdays are family dinner night, so um, I'm not sure what we're going to do for dinner this week.
0: Burgers? <laughs> Is that a no? Okay.
1: Did my face say it?
0: I could now. Now I am skilled enough that I could make burgers and chicken. So I could I could make all parties happy this
1: week. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I will gladly sit back on the couch with my feet up in the recliner while you prepare me a meal.
0: Okay. I'm not going to commit to that yet, but it might happen. <laughs> it might happen. I mean, hey, look, come on. I've made more dinners in 2024 than I have in 20 plus years being together.
1: That is a correct um, statement.
0: I'm a new man. I've evolved.
1: I love this—the evolution of Chris.
0: I just keep getting better and better it's every like fine day. Wine.
1: Oh my goodness! Just aging, <laughs> just so perfectly. I love this. Well, uh, calling all Domino players. Chris is starting a Domino club in SCV.
0: So I'm hoping, build it, and they will come. <laughs> I grew up playing dominoes. Shout out to Robert Thompson, my boy, Joe Mejia. Jeff Melinovitz. Like, these are guys that I played a lot of dominoes with right. in my life. And I love playing Bones. And I haven't played Bones on a regular basis in years. Uh, I used to play with Joe all the time, but I just would just destroy him over and over and over again that he just quit dominoes for like 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it was it was just ugly. Just threw in the towel. He just threw in the towel. He was done. Uh, the Smack Talk. Oh, so, so much Smack fun. Talk. It's so fun. And, you know, I have this vision that I could be playing once a week with some friends. We could, you know, catch up, play some bones. So I'm calling my buddies, especially Santa Cruz Valley. Anybody out there, if you're watching the show, you think you know how to play dominoes. I haven't played in years, but it's like riding a bike right. I'm please, I am begging you, let's sit down at a table, bring some bones that you're not scared that might break because i'm I might just slam it on you real quick. a quick twenty five might break the bone in half. We'll bring some extra bones. We'll have a good time. Invite a friend. And I'm trying to start this Domino Club. I'm hoping by the end of the year I have a full-fledged 10-member Domino Club.
1: That would be amazing. You know, I had these questions for Chris because I'm like, you know, maybe we should where are you going to host these events? Because, like, maybe we can redo the garage and make it, like, a domino, like a game room or something. But, you know, Robert, our producer, came up with a wonderful suggestion. Did he? He, he said, you know, have you checked the Senior Center or the YMCA? They might have, like, options for you guys to go there to play.
0: Well, I'm sure <laughs> that the guys that are playing dominoes some of them are gonna to want to have a scotch or a whiskey. Oh,
1: I see. Some
0: of them might smoke. Well, he's
1: just saying you're old. That's why he wanted you to go to the senior. Oh, center. Oh, is that
0: what it was? He went right over my head. Right over your head,
1: right. well, Grandpa. Cause the, <laughs>
0: well, the YMCA, the YMCA took me out of it. If you just would have said the senior center, then
1: well, a lot of I people go to it. the YMCA for like their pools and stuff for the pools, and stuff, the pool stuff like exercise. tennis, yeah. the tennis team.
0: Uh, hey, I don't know. In
1: all honesty, though, I think you sh- we should have like a little game area. I think it would be dope.
0: But see, here's the It'd problem. I'm telling you, I'm not, I haven't adopted that culture yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not a cigar person, but a lot of people smoke cigars now. Oh. And you would die if people smoke cigars in our garage.
1: Yeah, not in the garage. That wouldn't happen. Maybe outdoors.
0: Maybe in our office.
1: (laughs) This office?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding.
1: I don't think you're allowed to smoke in here.
0: No, we wouldn't smoke in here. There's probably sprinklers or something that would go off.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe you guys could take turns rotating whose house you have it at.
0: I think it'd be such a good time, and I don't know—is maybe it's an old person game. Maybe it is. Maybe dominoes is for old people.
1: I don't think so. I just said that because Robert said it. I thought
0: it. I just—I don't hear about many people playing bones anymore.
1: No, it's fun. I love. Playing I like Domino's. playing dominoes.
0: And well, also what I love—if anybody wants to try this with us—I got to warn you though—we haven't played in five years, but we'll still destroy you. Is spades. When the you better watch the out. secret to spades is having a partner that you could communicate with without words.
1: Just the eyes. Just the eyes.
0: Me and you are always <laughs> on the same wavelength, so... We're a formidable couple when it comes to to spades. Yeah,
1: watch out. Who wants to challenge us? I'm down. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. Yes. Well, everyone, that is going to be our show today. Thank you again for hanging out with us here on R&R, Relationships and Real Estate. Be sure to catch us weekly on Facebook Live, or you can watch the show on YouTube. And to listen anytime you want, you can download full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. We are your hosts, Corey and Chris Silva, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye.